0: Hello and welcome to Weekly MTG, the only Magic the Gathering news show that comes from inside the building, except not right now, because we're not inside the building, we're still at home. Uh, You might notice that it's only me this week, Blake Rasmussen, is out on a well-deserved vacation. Enjoy your vacation, Blake. We look forward to seeing you back here. We've got a great show today. Uh, Before we get to that, I'd like to call out a couple of things that are happening this week in the magic world. First of all, Magic the Gathering Arena, finally coming to Mac. It is on Mac right now. You can download it via the Epic Games Store onto your Mac computer. And whether you enjoy it on Mac or PC, Corset 2021 is currently live on Magic the Gathering Arena. So go check it out, run some player drafts, and just generally enjoy the experience that is Corset 2021. Uh, that's not what our show is about today, though. Our show today is about Pride Month and a little bit of an introduction to the employee resource group uh for the lgbtqa plus folks at wizards uh and i've got some great guests here today we're going to talk a little bit about the fundraisers that we have for uh pride month and a little bit about the employee resource group and what it is they do here at wizards so without further ado i'd like to introduce my guest, sean let's bring him in that's right hey everybody welcome to the show hi hey uh so uh, let's just go go around and introduce ourselves. Uh, uh, Blake normally introduces the guests, but I'm gonna I'm gonna mix it up. I'm gonna have you guys introduce yourselves and uh, and introduce you to all the folks at uh folks in Twitch chat here. So uh, let's let's go ahead. Every you guys know me. My name's Steve. I'm one of the co-hosts of Weekly MTG. Uh, my name is uh, Stephanie. I
1: am no, A coming. game producer on the tabletop magic.
2: Uh, hi i'm, I'm brandon I'm a, okay. oh i have a lag i guess this, this is why blake stage. actually hi, introduces
0: people i shot, uh shawling why don't you go ahead
2: all right i was going to wrap up the wizards folks but uh i'm Charling, i'm a senior producer on the wizards digital licensing and publishing team you might know of my team from works like Baldur's gate 3 which we just had a big trailer review of last week
3: and my now. name is brandon <laughs> I'm an alumni of our, of Lambert House's youth program and I'm currently the program director and I'm actually streaming from Lambert House. You get just a small picture into what our drop-in center for youth looks like.
0: Excellent. Uh, well, thank you all for being on the show. And again, we now know why Blake tends to introduce the guests when, it, when it's the show. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, Wizards LGBTQA plus group. Now this is an employee resource group. Uh, Steph, talk a little bit about uh, the LGBTQA plus group of Wizards. How long has it been around? Uh,
1: yeah, so uh, this group is actually just one of several ERGs that we have at Wizards. Uh, this group actually started as a grassroots effort, and then it became official and received VP sponsorship in 2016.
0: Uh, talk a little bit about the, uh, the initiatives that have been started by this employee resource group. Actually, it might be a better idea to talk a little bit about uh, what an employee resource group is Uh, Steph, What is an employee resource group?
1: Yes. So uh, we have a few of them. Essentially it is um, a diverse group and we, anyone can be a part of these groups and each of them are sponsored by a VP. Each of them get a budget to do initiatives that are important to them. So we also have a, women of wizards. And then we also have um, wizards of color as well, um, along with the LGBTQ plus group.
2: I think we so, have um, one more for environmental, which is the green team. Uh, and basically, we help to drive internally from like, you know, the bottom up, the kind of initiatives that employees really want to see the company embrace. And so a lot of times, uh, it's a small group of people volunteering their hours and trying to like make wizards and the world a better place uh, in our own little way.
0: Uh, what are some of the initiatives that you guys have uh, that y'all have started uh, in the LGBTQA plus group? What's the what, talk a little bit about some of the initiatives that you've done?
1: Um, so before I tell you about initiatives, um, I just want to give you a glimpse into our mission. So our mission oh, yeah, is to, <laughs> uh, our mission is to create a work environment that welcomes all members of the LGBTQ plus community and values all forms of diversity through education, support, and social action. And then uh, to answer your first question, um, so basically the, brew, the blueprint of our group is threefold. Uh, first, bringing visibility and community within Wizards, uh, such as a safe place to work, uh, creating internal networks and community outreach. Uh, last year, we actually completed construction on a gender neutral bathroom. Uh, second, we bring education and influence, uh, such as organization training, policy advocacy, and providing a resource library. And then, last, uh, to advocate uh, to internal stakeholders, the intrinsic value of keeping our employees and player base diverse.
0: Uh, I know that the group's representatives also sometimes uh, participate in events outside the building. What are some of the events that the group's attended in the past?
1: Yeah, so we attend a lot of conventions. Some of those is um, some of those are OrcaCon and GamerX. Um, And Shelling, do you want to talk a little bit more about that?
2: I I totally will. Um, So we believe it's really important to show up in the community. Uh, We want to engage with the community. We want the community to know that there is a group within Wizards uh, that is here to help them. Um, I think sometimes some of our uh, best hires actually come from people in the community at uh, Wizards, and especially I think a lot of times on Magic, it actually is uh, those people who are extra passionate. And we want to make sure that they all know Wizards is a welcome place. And, uh, we want you here. Um, so in addition to like attending OrcaCon or GamerX, we also do, uh, other initiatives to show our support for the community. We also want to give back. Um, and so one of the big things we do, uh, which we're really excited about to talk about, uh, today is, uh, we do a Pride t-shirt campaign every year. It's been an annual tradition for the last two years. This is the third year we are doing it. Um, and I am going to talk more about the initiatives we support for that, but, because right now is also uh, very timely for Pride. Um Seattle Pride this year is going to be digital. They're starting tomorrow with uh I think all day uh a trans focus, and then there's gonna be a Seattle uh virtual pride festival on Saturday, and on Sunday is uh Seattle Pride Digital, which Wizards of the Booth uh, ah, Wizards of the Booth. I'm sorry, Wizards of the Coast is gonna have a virtual booth there. Uh so myself, some of our recruiters, um, whoever else I can wrangle to hang out with me at the last minute, we're just going to be chilling online. If folks want to come out and find us um, and just have a chat, uh, we're also hoping to get some of the like our cool um, graphic designs uh, available for anybody who wants to swing by and get get some free swag. Um, I know I've been making a lot of use of uh, Zoom and other backgrounds, and so we're hoping to make that available. Okay, cool. Um, and that's happening uh, Sunday between. 1 to 2 p.m. and 4 to 5 p.m. we're going to have uh, folks available at the booth. Um, I think maybe we can shoot out later, like there's a link for, for that website. You can also find it through Seattle Pride. Um, Alright, so let's talk about the really cool thing, which is Pride t-shirts. Um, we, for 2020, uh, we're doing the big our, our our big Pride fundraiser for Trevor Project and for Lambert House. Brandon will talk a lot more about Lambert House, so I'm going to tell you guys uh, a little bit about the Trevor Project. Um, before I do that, I'm definitely going to talk about a shout out to all the amazing people at Wizards who helped us to pull this together. Um, I know by the time, like as a consumer, I see a graphic design, I'm like, that's amazing. And I'm going to pay, you know, however much money or in support something, uh, the amount of work and blood and sweat and tears uh and hours and hours and off hours that people have put into this like i am here representing those people like this is by no means work that i have done uh they have been amazing and it has been so touching to see um so much of the internal wizards community come together and uh you know work together to help us bring this uh some of the designs um we're going to show you guys both the MTG as well as the uh dnd designs uh actually went through so many iterations like we started to work on this last year and then you know you had concept designs and reviews and a lot of times the the folks working on it are not necessarily people who professionally do this this is a lot of like people who are just passionate about making sure that we show our support for the community by having these designs out there um, and to help do that fundraising so uh, I'm really thankful for all the folks across the organization. Uh, I'm not going to name everybody because it would take a very long time, but you know who you are uh, because I have definitely called you out on memos internally uh, for the great work you've done. Um, I do also want to say that 100% of the proceeds for both of the designs go to the charities. Uh, we actually don't deal with the money at all. Um, our custom Inc. partner handles all of the Lambert House uh, donations, and then uh, Trevor Project is handled through our awesome, amazing partner. Shout out to Steve Port, uh, at MTG Pro Shop. Um, MTG Pro Shop, if you guys are not aware, just in case there's somebody tuning in for the first time, uh, provides la- licensed Magic the Gathering merchandise um, of their own designs, as well as officially licensed products. So they carry a variety of things. Uh, they have over 15 items for Pride up on the website with the design this year. They also have some of the leftover designs from last year, so if you didn't get a chance to pick that up, um, it has, let's see if you can people can see this, I don't know, this might be a bit small, um, the Rainbow uh, Pride uh, Spark design from last year, so that's still available. Um, the 2020 designs, I'm saying so myself, but I thought it was pretty amazing. Um, I really like that pen. I haven't gotten mine from uh, MTG Pro Shop yet, but hopefully it's coming soon. Um, and so they're again they're supporting Trevor Project this year. Uh, for anybody unfamiliar, Trevor Project uh, is created by um, that was founded by creators of the academy award-winning short film called trevor um it's a leading national organization providing crisis intervention and suicide prevention services to lesbian, gay bisexual transgender queer and questioning uh young people under 25. um we we believe really powerfully in supporting uh communities like that uh trevor project um like has a lot of resources online so if you if if uh you know, anybody's interested, I encourage you to go to their website, check it out, see all the good work they do. Um, so, big long spiel, and I want to turn it over to Brandon now to talk about Lambert House, who's our other uh, partner. And you actually are wearing one of our D shirts.
3: Yeah. So uh, this is the T-shirt design from two years ago. I actually wear it all the time. I love it, and I'm really excited for the the new design. Um, so, you know, first I want to say thank you to everyone at Wizards of the Coast. Um, that you know has really supported Lambert House, gotten involved in Lambert House programming, and helps make this fundraiser possible. Um, it's really changing uh, a lot of things for Lambert House in really great ways. Um, so I'll, I'll talk about what Lambert House is and what we do. Um, Lambert House is an LGBTQ youth community center in Seattle, Washington. Our mission is to empower LGBTQ youth through the development of leadership, social, and life skills. Um, We have programs and services for youth that are uh, 11 to 22 years old in the greater Seattle area, though we don't actually have any requirements about where youth live in order to participate. Um, And I'll talk a little bit more about uh, the demographics of our youth in a bit. We were founded in 1981 by a pediatrician, Dr. Bob Deicher, He worked at the University of Washington uh, uh, Medical Center, and he oversaw health clinics all over the city of Seattle with LGBTQ young people who were experiencing more negative health outcomes than their non-LGBTQ peers, such as addiction, family conflict, homelessness, sexually transmitted infections, suicidality, and more. Bob's vision was to create a way for LGBTQ youth to meet each other, to come together, Um, which opportunities were rare. Um, And as a pediatrician, he felt if these youth could just meet each other, they would have better health outcomes. Um, And and really that is still at the core of what Lambert House does today, 39 years after we were founded.
0: Uh, So Brandon, you, Well, first of all, let's let's make sure to put up the graphic of the stuff that's being offered for D&D this year to help benefit Lambert House uh, through Custom Inc. You can see the URL at the bottom of your screen and some of this year's designs for uh, D&D and Lambert House. Really, really cool designs. Um, Brennan, uh, what are some of the services today that Lambert House offers? I know you talked a little bit about the origins already, but, uh, you know, obviously the the organization has evolved into what it is today. What is it today? And what are some of those services that Lambert House uh, offers to the community?
3: Yeah, so, uh, you know, uh, one of the hardest things about oppression that LGBTQ people face, especially LGBTQ young people who just they have less autonomy and less power over their lives is isolation from each other. That feeling of aloneness has a really trem- tremendous, negative impact on our community and um, Just prior to the pandemic, we were approaching 50 different programs, services, and events year round, including weekly affinity-based peer support groups, semi-monthly geographically-based peer support groups in smaller communities throughout King County, uh, a family-style dinner Monday through Friday, an LGBTQ youth lending library, computer lab, clothing, uh, visual art group, uh, and so much more. Again, we were approaching 50 different program services year-round um, beginning in March because of the pandemic and um, to look out for the safety of our youth, their families, volunteers, staff, and our broader community. We began pivoting as many of our programs to online formats as we could, um, as we could find the means to do so. Uh, and currently we have um, I think 14 weekly opportunities for youth to get together online uh, safely to connect with each other and to connect with LGBTQ and ally adults who can provide mentoring, role modeling, support, help youth connect to resources. Um, and we're particularly excited about our Youth Pride event, which is uh, this Saturday, just two days away from now. Um, I've been meeting with a committee of youth from Lambert House, uh, totally online from the first meeting since mid-March. Um, And when presented with this problem of wanting to create uh, a big event for youth to come together, um, they immediately coalesced around the idea of an event in the game Minecraft. Um, And so we're really excited to to do that this Saturday evening. Um, We'll also have a Discord server dedicated to the event so youth can get online, they can play, they can build in Minecraft, they can chat in Discord. We'll have adults online as well, um, and youth can register for that on our website.
0: Awesome. Uh, I know you mentioned you had all these programs that were uh, up and running before the pandemic started. Obviously things are very different now. Um, how, yeah. is Lambert House, uh, how has Lambert House been adjusting to this new world and still be, uh, still work on their, their mission statement?
3: Yeah. You know, that that social isolation piece, especially when we're um, cooped up at home and some youth are at home with families, maybe they're not out at home, maybe their family is not supportive of how they identify. And so it's really critical for us to try to create ways for youth to connect. So um, we uh, have an intake process for new youth just to make sure that we know who's joining our programs and that we can maintain a safety in the space by controlling who has access. Um, And once youth uh, complete that orientation program, which is two quick parts to it, Um, they can join uh, one of our groups that that meets by video or by live text. So we have a variety of formats um, to meet youth's needs, where they are, and how they would like to connect best. Um, So we have video groups, we have those live text groups, we also have a Discord server that's available from 4 to 7 p.m. Monday through Friday. Um, The groups groups that meet weekly that we have are a trans youth group, uh, Monday at 7 we have a group uh, called Ultraviolet, which is for female-identified youth on Tuesdays uh, from 7 to 8.30. We have an art group every other Wednesday at 5 o'clock. We have a group for male-identified youth on Thursdays at 7. Um, and then we have three all-LGBT youth groups, uh, one on Friday, one on Saturday, one on Sunday, that all meet at 7 o'clock. Um, and they have a variety of formats available, including that live text option or video, depending on uh, how youth would like to join.
0: So for people that are looking to get involved, uh, whether it's to you know volunteer, become part of the organization, or just looking to see more about what programming Lambert House offers, uh, what's a good resource for them? Where can they go for that?
3: Yeah, so I mean, in normal times, youth just show up on our front porch and say, I'm new, and we help them from there. Uh, but right now, really the best place to go is our website, uh, just LambertHouse.org down there at the bottom of the screen, um, and youth can learn uh, more detail about the programs that we offer, that orientation that I pros- uh, process that I mentioned, and how to do that. Um, and then uh, we basically communicate via email to get you signed up uh, for the groups that you'd like to attend.
0: Uh, that it brings up an interesting topic that I just thought of. Uh, you know, Lambert House has been around for quite some time. How has the proliferation of stuff like like video chat, stuff like email, which seems like it's pretty old by this point but is still a relatively new form of communication uh, how did How did all of that change uh, or evolve what it is that Lambert House does?
3: Yeah, you know, the technology that we have now is amazing. If this pandemic happened 10 years ago, I don't know that we would have had much option to pivot to online programming. So um, having the technology easily available has been really excellent um, in helping us to adjust. Um, And a lot of it is free for for nonprofits or free for everyone, which makes it really accessible. and you know we're we're actually able to reach youth right now that, that we couldn't reach before. So we have youth participating from all over the country, and I believe somebody from Australia has joined our program. So um, that's been a really cool thing to see. Um, at the same time. Um, the online format is not as accessible to everyone. Maybe they don't have technology accessible or they um, are, are afraid of participating while at home if their family is not supportive. So there are challenges that are solved with the online format. And then there are some others that still exist. Um,
0: for sure, and uh, there's a very good question in chat. They asked, uh, "Is is Lambert House a Seattle-only organization?" And clearly, from what you just said, at least uh, right now, with the expansion of these programs to online, the answer is it, it's not just Seattle anymore. It's uh, it's world, it's countrywide and worldwide. It sounds like
3: exactly, yeah. So um, we don't have any um, uh, official geographic restriction where youth need to live to participate. And in normal times, before the pandemic we were seeing youth from over 135 zip codes um, in the city, outside of the city, outside of King County. And King County is is one of the larger counties in the whole country. And so it's, it's a pretty large area. Um, so youth don't have to live in Seattle or in King County even to participate. Um, and, and yeah, as you as you said, um, we are worldwide for the moment.
2: Sholeen, <laughs> uh, uh, anything to add? For Brandon, yeah. actually, no, I, I'm curious. Um, now that you guys are exploring digital expressions of programs and, and connections, like do you guys plan to continue that post-pandemic? Uh,
3: that is something that we still need to look at. You know, uh, Young people are using technology more and more. And so I think there are some opportunities that we can look at. Uh, but things have been going so fast. We haven't really had an opportunity to have that conversation. But definitely something that we'll look at.
0: Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, Wizards' relationship with Lambert House. I mean, Shaoling, I know you've worked with them before for some initiatives. Uh, this is definitely not the first time that we've uh, we've interacted with Lambert House and we've done some uh, programs together, is that right?
2: Uh, yeah, for sure. I've I, I actually gotten involved with both Lambert House um, and the LBGTQ group at Wizards because uh, I wanted to run D&D at Lambert House, so that's where I got my start. But Stephanie, I believe you were actually helping to organize game nights at Lambert House way before I even got involved. Uh and we were doing magic as well as some board games. Um and like I think the D and D portion has continued and then we were we were working out other ways to do do magic uh with them and then pandemic hit and we're like, no we can't.
3: Yeah, so we've uh, we've had um, several uh, Wizards employees go through our volunteer training, which is pretty arduous. It's twenty hours long on three weekend days, and and have gotten involved to help facilitate programming with our youth, which has been so cool. Um, the nights that we have Wizards folks come in to facilitate D and D and magic, those have been some of our busiest nights in the drop-in center, with up to sixty youth in a, a house. I mean, we are in a, in a house, so it's it's really um, those are really fun nights. The kids are great. Uh, We
2: often build... Oh, sorry.
3: No, go ahead. (laughs) Please,
2: go go ahead. (laughs) Oh, I I was going to say, like, we often do a build-up where we help the kids create characters in advance, like, for a couple of weeks, and then they can bring their characters in, or we have pre-gens, and playing with them is delight. They always do, like, some of the nuttiest things, and they are super funny and hilarious. It's really wonderful to see, like, because D&D often can be also a great social learning, experience and to like watch how considerate they are of each other in terms of how they resolve conflict and how they approach and problem solve uh it has been like it is one of the best parts of that experience i will also add that like the training with you guys to just be involved volunteer, like it sounds like 20 hours is a lot um having gone through it i'm like gosh i would do that again it was that good i felt it made me a better human being and it prepared me to actually like interact with these kids and be able to help and like uh, it really got me so excited to be more involved in the community. So uh, I would highly recommend anybody out there who might be interested in it, is in the Seattle area, like go through the training and become a Lambert House volunteer. It will change your life for the better and you will make a difference.
0: Uh, Steph, you I know you've set up, like Shawling mentioned, you've set up game nights with Lambert House. Any, uh, any, any cool stories from your experiences doing that?
1: Um, I think – I think just being there and watching everyone just get really excited to play games um with the people that had that had worked on the game in some capacity um it is just like anywhere else they just nerd out over the games and that's what i love when i get to see anyone really enjoy the games that i have helped make uh so it was just truly amazing we it was just, it, like Brandon said, it was a house full of everyone that was laughing and having fun. And it was just like friends playing games together. And it was a blast. <laughs>
0: uh, I want to make sure that we put up some, some of the uh, fundraiser stuff again for people that might have come in late. Uh, so this is the Magic the Gathering uh, fundraiser through MTG Pro Shop to benefit the Trevor Project. Sean, if you could go ahead and put that graphic up. Uh, this design is available through mtgproshop.com slash pride. Uh, you'll see this year's design right here, and they're not only available on the items that you see here. There are some other items available as well. And you can also get some of the previous fundraiser designs at mtgproshop.com slash pride, and 100% of the proceeds go to the Trevor Project. Uh, and then on the D&D side, you can see the two D&D uh, shirt designs that, producer Sean will put up there, as well as a, uh, a slightly longer URL down there, but no less <laughs> important. Uh, <laughs> the Lambert House, uh, 100% of the proceeds from these particular fundraising efforts go to Lambert House. Um, and uh, obviously if you guys have questions in chat, uh, this is a, a pretty, pretty breezy conversation. We're happy to take some questions about Lambert House or uh, the LGBTQA plus uh, employee resource group here at Wizards or uh, any questions you have for Brandon about Lambert House, how you can get involved, uh, please do go ahead and put them into chat. Uh, you know, I'm really excited that we get to do this fundraiser every year. And Shauling, this is the, uh, the third year that we've done it, the third year of, a, of the third. LGBTQ fundraiser? Uh,
2: Correct, third year.
0: Can you talk a little bit about the development of this year? I mean, you talked a slight, slight, slightly about it in terms of uh, the work that goes into it, but what uh, how does something like this start? How, do, how does somebody at Wizards, uh, how does somebody generally sort of get their, wrap their head around doing a fundraiser like this?
2: Uh, so I was really lucky in that people had already kind of like paved that path before me. Uh, we had a channel, so Custom Inc. is our partner for the D&D shirt. Magic Pro Shop is our partner for MTG side. So we already had those established relationships. But, uh, fun fact, there is a whole licensing process that you actually need to do. Uh, you need to make sure you, you talk to your legal team, you talk to your trademarking team, your licensing team about like, hey, we have this design and we want to put it out there, right? Um, and then you have to go find who's going to help you make the design because this is not, officially a part of somebody's job it is something that we do out of passion and because we care and so then you go to the people within the building you're like hey i have this idea for this thing we've done it in the past like are you the right person to help us design it and we actually had probably like uh i think three or four different artists work on it at different times uh because we would have one person do concept and then they got busy with other stuff and they would like find somebody else. And so you kind of like network your way around the office. Um, it's great for networking, terrible for like having a clear cut, like start to finish on a project. Um, but that was really educational. So we we ended up going through different people. And then like we had to repeat that for both the magic side of the building and D&D because it's different people who work on both. Right, right. <laughs> so, so, and then once you're done with that, then you have to go find your brand people, which again, two different pipelines as they're like, hey, MTG brand, What do you think about this? And uh the fun thing there is we actually went to them with a design and they came back with, What if we designed it for you? Um, so Matt Cavada is the one is the mastermind behind the final MTG design, and he was like whipping them out, sending them left and right. Um, there was one other artist on his team who was helping, so it's not all to Matt's credit. But they came through for us. They like, they were like same-day responses. Uh, you know, we would send back an email saying, Well, what if we tried it? in white instead of the gray lines or the black versus this they were like we want the rainbow like this and that and they were just they were so kind and generous with their time and helping us to kind of like triangulate how we really wanted to see the design expressed um d &D side we went through a similar thing where we had this dragon design we had six designs including there was like an owlbear uh and a beholder and we were talking about having different colored eye stocks and things we eventually decided on the dragon because the dragon design was super cool uh we loved the distress, like the kind of fake distress look that it had um and then we got into like how do we do like that gradient is really freaking hard to do on print is the thing i have learned um and we actually originally had instead of like kind of more of a horizontal it was more of a vertical where like the the lengthwise uh, on the flame was where the rainbow gradients happened um, and for a variety of like technical reasons, that ended up being really hard to do. And so, uh, now it's sort of this prismatic, chromatic spray, uh, coming out of the white dragon. Um, the intention at the time was actually also to mirror a design of a dragon that, uh, uh, is a, is a, uh, white dragon that, uh, may or may not be appearing in an IP coming to you soon sometime this year or next. <laughs> so that's, that's, Amazing. uh, <laughs> Like, where was I? Oh, and then brand. You have to get brand to buy in. So you go to all the brand favorites, and you're like, hey, we have made this thing. We actually didn't talk to you that much about it, but we hope we've represented the design well. Uh, and then there's a little back and forth, and I'm like, well, should this be there or not? Um, the heart, like, like the, the little D and d logo on that white dragon actually ended up looking like a heart was actually part of the idea of, like, we originally had that. I think in a, a white color and they suggested like, why don't we just go with the d and red? And then when we put it in, they were like, oh, it looks like a heart. Yes, <laughs> yes, let here. Let's do that. Um, so that was great. And then, and then you do like final rounds of like, uh, now we talk to the vendor and we tell, we send them the designs and, um, then we have to work out, can they do the print or not? And so that's the process. Um, and then at the, at the end, tail end of it, we talk to folks like you, Steve. Um, and we say, Hey, we have this thing we want to show the world. Like, can you help?
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's easy to showcase when, uh, when something is, is this cool, right? It is, uh, and certainly a whole lot of work goes into it. And, uh, you know, I know that we're all really happy that we have a chance to be a part of stuff like this and, uh, honestly, kudos to the LGBTQA plus employee resource group here at Wizards for, uh, making sure that we could have this happen. As we start to wrap up our conversation here, Brendan. Uh, what's coming up from Lambert House? You said a little bit about uh, what's coming up in the immediate future. Uh, anything more long term that you can share with us before we uh, we head off the air here?
3: Yeah. So um, obviously, we are watching Seattle King County Public Health guidance really closely and thinking about like when can we return. To in person programming that will be safe for everyone. Um, given our space, I mean, we have some special considerations, but that's something we're talking about and looking forward to in the future. Um, we also have a capital campaign. It's um, in the silent phase right now, so we're not talking about it a lot other than that. Um, you know, we purchased our drop in center. So we've been here since 1991 on Capitol Hill and uh, we were renting until 2016 and somebody came forward and, and, made a 0% interest loan that allowed us to buy the property and really provide stability for the organization. And so uh, we're trying to raise money to uh, pay off that 0% interest loan um, and then to do some renovations to make the space even greater for our youth and to create more space here where we are. So that's a really big goal and challenge for the organization that is uh, part of our long-term future uh, as well, so.
0: Excellent. Looks like that's about all we've got for the show this week. Uh, I want to thank my guests for coming on. Thank you so much, Steph, Sha Ling, Brandon, for coming on to the show this week to talk a little bit about this. Uh, Once again, the URL, Sean will put the URLs up on the bottom of the screen for the Trevor Project. It is, uh, well, for Lambert House, well, there we go, (laughs) thetrevorproject.org. And then for Lambert House, it's lamberthouse.org. Thank you all once again for being a part of the show. Uh, If you want to see more, a little... uh, there, there will be more initiatives from the uh, LGBTQA resource group, I'm sure, coming down the line that we'll be happy to have you back and talk about. Looking forward to that. Uh, in the meantime, or next week we've got another show, us. as as usual. Sorry, go ahead.
2: People can still come see us at Digital Pride.
0: Yes, come see them at Digital Pride as yes. well. Shalom, what were the no, details no, on that?
2: Uh if you go to the Seattle Pride website, uh they were they're going to have a virtual vendor village, so there's going to be all sorts of uh virtual booths there. Wizards will be there. Um so if you search, if you search Seattle Pride virtual vendor Wizards of the Coast you'll probably find us. Come 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 Excellent. say hi. Uh <laughs> thanks for having uh, us. That here. is to do it. Oh,
0: absolutely. Uh thanks for coming. We hope hope we can have you all back at some point. This was a great show. I uh, That's about going to do it for us this week on Weekly MTG. Next week, Blake will be back. Uh, We'll be doing something. I'm not quite sure yet, but we'll be doing something. Uh, In the meantime, please continue to stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you next week.